Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. While you're in sunny Florida, be sure to visit... Orlando! Enter into a world of epic adventure. Welcome to Warlando. This is Adam. We have a special episode tonight. I'm going to be interviewing William Frederick, uh, who is a, a very accomplished tournament gamer. Hi, William. How are you? Hey, Adam. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Really good. Is it weird doing this again since we just did it and now I'm recording it? I know. And I'm going to say it again. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate you uh, coming on and doing this. No, no. My pleasure, as always. What have you been up to lately? Um, it's been busy with work, you know, swamping after holidays, so it was always the crazy season. Yeah, catching up with everything. Yep, yep, yep. And then I just found out I'm going to go to LVO, like yesterday. So now I'm trying to prep up everything so I don't lose my uh, tournament points again. So I'm going to try to paint everything according to the rubric. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's a challenge. And Joshua was telling me that you had some uh, interesting oh, times with that. Yeah, he told me about Nova. <laughs> oh, don't remind me about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't be able to sleep for like two days. <laughs> oh, man. It was sad. It was sad. But it was fun. I, I left the tournament. I, I only go to Crucible, and I still, with a year gap, I still find myself painting right up until the night before. <laughs> I, I we'll see. I mean, I, I guess I can't blame them for it. I, I did paint them within two weeks, but... I don't know. Four out of ten. Uh, I I don't know if it's that bad. So, <laughs> I think well, four out of ten. <laughs> four four out of ten. It's pretty sad. So it's it's. I mean, I I know I did it pretty fast, but ugh, four out of ten. That, that's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, when we played each other at Crucible, your army looked fantastic. This oh, that was exactly what it looked like. So I I didn't do a single thing on it. So that that's a four out of ten. So. <laughs> wow, they must be really picky. Yeah, and and I I think um that I'm I'm not bashing on the judges, but they did say I guess some of the rubric is a bit vague. So some I heard some judges judge it a little bit harsh than the other. Some judges are more lenient. So I don't know. It it it's it's it varies. So you never know. But it's over. So <laughs> yeah, it's such a personal thing being able to judge art and everything. You know, it's it, oh, people's different opinions. For sure. And usually it doesn't really matter, but but this is I guess the only time that matters for me. So it, it <laughs> I guess it's personal now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's that's too bad because um, okay. apparently you did really well in that one. That was just this past year, right? Was that September? Yeah, that was September. Yeah, I went undefeated. I I guess I I went max point all the way, <laughs> and 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 I'm the only one undefeated. But I got down to like six or eight place because I think the painting point is worth like two victory or something like that so i basically Whoa. yeah it was that, that's why that was one of my other complaint it was it was so big so it doesn't even matter it it's i don't know it, it's debatable i guess <laughs> but, i mean the hobby's important like i, it I is. really don't like i had one time i was playing in a tournament and i played against someone who had a completely unpainted army even though you were expected to come with a three color minimum <laughs> they didn't they didn't yeah. want to turn anybody away because there wasn't a big turnout um, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it just yeah, it takes so much away from the game. Mm-hmm. But but to have it that big, that it, big, it, it, yeah. And so I, I could see it if like you, your army looks great. You know, it was Thank that you. same uh, Degash army. 
yeah, it's the exact same list, exact same army, basically. So it does, I didn't do any single thing on it. So wow. <laughs> Less too bad. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, I think what happened was they used to have a best general um, trophy, mm-hmm. but I think somewhere along the way they took it out, I guess, to to stop people from just, I guess, playing the game to win. But I I I guess to be honest, for me, of all the competitor games I play, no no one who's in at least top ten table have their armies like non painted. I guess it, that's a lot of them are pretty good in painting and then at least they tried their best to paint their army so i i don't know what they're trying to i guess accomplish with that but again you know maybe they they make some changes next year they and then the to realizes that problem too because at, at the end of the game um the people who's in table two and three was not even playing anymore because they're not getting any prizes because there's not even second or third place only only best general uh, not even best general, best overall they actually so, just stop playing? Yeah, because there's no point in playing, right? I mean, even your table two, you, you're not, you're not even winning second or third place. There's only best overall. But so, so don't you want to be, I guess, ranked? So you don't, you don't want to find yourself getting some kind of finishing position, right? I mean, that's me. Yeah, but. I, I suppose. But after you play like six rounds, trying to be at least top three and get a trophy, you're not really getting anything because the only thing they hand out is best you know like best allegiance right best order best dead and all that and best overall and that's really hard you know and that that, that's only like you can't even control it Um, because there's like four undead players in the top four right so i'm getting best dead and and then none of them are getting anything so it's it's yeah you know but it's a it's a fun tournament overall it's just okay the the prizes are yeah (laughs) what were the prizes well i got a model like one model, like thing was Lady Oleander or something like that. Yeah. But we were all aiming for the trophies, you know, like that Sigma Hammer trophy from the GW. That was pretty cool. So. That's cool. And Nova's supported yeah. by GW. Yes, I think Nova's one of. Right now, I think it's the only sanctioned event. I know LVO is next, but it's the first GW sanctioned event in the U.S. So. Wow, well, I uh, I'm kind of surprised. What's uh. My memory just shuts down after 9 p.m., but uh, <laughs> uh, Adepticon. I'm surprised Adepticon, Adepticon is. is. It um, is. But it's just, I think Nova was the start. That's when they started saying, all right, from now on, it's a GW-sanctioned event. They put, like, the seal on the thing or whatever. I think um, Adepticon and LVO is, is the next other sanctioned event, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, – and you're definitely going to LVO? I'm, I bought my ticket to LVO, so I, I hope I'll do better this year in LVO. So. <laughs> How'd you do last year? Um, I got, um, I think, eight. I, uh, it, was, it was brutal. I, um, I, I played against the guy who won first place on the fifth round, and I, I lost to another guy. I, I didn't know before I played him. I guess he was one of the, I forgot what was his name. He was one of the top England player. I think he was the captain of England player too. He won so many tournaments, and I, I didn't know yeah. him at all. But it was really, really good. And he went second place, so it, it was it was not too bad. But I, I wish I could have won better. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, who? It's fun though. <laughs> who wouldn't want to do better? But that great to yeah. just be a part of it. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hey. At, at least at that one, I won top ten best painted. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird to go from one extreme like that. Yeah, to to another extreme. So see, that that was the other part. I don't think I did paint them that well on that army. I was playing fire slayers, 
I spent way more time, I felt like, on my ghost. And then, you know, that's why it's, it's art. It's a... Uh, it's judgmental, I guess. It, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty subjective. I'd love to uh, see all of your armies set up at some point. Uh, Definitely, yeah. Well, one day I'll show you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great. We're trying to get some yeah. stuff up on YouTube, too. So it'd be great to do awesome. like an army showcase kind okay. of thing. So uh, what's involved in prepping for LVO for you? So number one is probably painting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna make sure I'll read all the rubrics and all that, but 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 I guess in all seriousness, I think um, the best one is when they actually post the scenario and the mission. So I, I actually read all the scenario and the mission, and and um, I'm actually since I have a lot of armies, I, I basically pick the best army to play in all the mission. I, I I guess I pick the army which have the best probability in winning in every single mission, mm-hmm. and and that, that's how I basically tone down my army. Gotcha. How many armies do you yeah. have currently? I I think I have all the all the competitive one except daughters. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I I think all the armies now are pretty competitive, so I, I, I wouldn't say not, not no armies pretty bad, but I, I would I would say I guess in in this meta, the only army I was going back to is Nagash because it's I don't know. Once you play all the realm spells and all that, he becomes too powerful. I feel like so it, it's it's just he's so good. <laughs> you think he's too good? Yeah, it's it's not him. It's just him and the buddies, I guess. Yeah. Him with the grim gas and all the spells and the realm spells. It's it's the combination of everything. I think because yeah. back then, you know, before all the realm spells exist and uh, the grim gas wasn't exist, they're they're not always winning. They're up there, but it's but it's not like super duper strong as they are now so so you're saying you feel bad bringing the gash like you'd just be no one could no touch you? no it, it's you know it, it's <laughs> when you play a big tournament like that you want to bring the most spashies army right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so because I, I when when i was playing lvo i mean i, I play dude who, who have nothing but shooting and it, it wrecked every single army it played and, and, and until I play another army that's more broken than him, he got wrecked. So it, it's, <laughs> that's what you bring. <laughs> it's tricky. I felt, um, you know, I haven't been playing for very long, but I felt in 8th edition a lot of times I would run into like a rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Kind of matchup. Um, mm-hmm. But you you think that's done with, right? With 2nd edition? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it exists anymore. Um, now... I mean, I don't. I don't think it really applies in Sigmar. I feel like I think in in back then it was always three armies was always really good, and and the other was just meh. Mm-hmm. I feel like now almost any army that is built, I guess, according to a tournament with a good general, I think you can win in any events. I think. So that's, that's really exciting to hear. You know, that's mm-hmm. it's a great. I agree, and then that's what man. I really like about about this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. This edition is the best so far. I feel like. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. So, um, tell me about your your Warhammer journey. How how did you get started in wargaming? Oh, I do. Oh, that was it was a long journey actually. I um, uh, it was funny. I just all the way to second, third grade of middle school. I said, um, it was it was a funny story actually. I back in Indonesia, I guess my mom told me I wasn't old enough to play Warhammer, so I started doing uh, Gundam. I don't know if you know Gundam, like the. Uh, I'm familiar kit. with uh, robot. Yeah, I'm familiar yeah. with robots. I'm not familiar with the game though. Oh no, no, I built them. So basically, oh, okay. I, 
I that's how I started with I guess modeling by itself. I um uh, I love I guess building model kits. I start with Lego, but Gundam is the next thing that you can build and glue and paint. And so they were telling me it's it's cheaper and it's easier to do. So that's how I started. I basically did Gundam. I answer competition and all that. I, I'm always really competitive back then. So I always do competition with Gundam all the way, I will tell you, to grade 11 until, I guess, someone introduced me back to Warhammer. And then I was like, oh, finally I can play him. And I didn't really play competitively until I actually moved to U.S. And and so that's, that's uh, just until like four or five years ago, I didn't start playing like actual tournaments and all that. And yeah, and then that's how I really started become this, I guess, tournament freak <laughs> <laughs> when you moved to the u.s did you move to orlando no i actually went to akron ohio so i, I started with my aunt moved there akron ohio and i moved to wisconsin then to orlando so that's been a journey <laughs> well it sounds like when i listen to all the different podcasts at least the american ones it sounds like the midwest is where like the biggest part of the warhammer scene really is did you feel like that while you were out there versus here in orlando um so i didn't play too much in the midwest but i heard the biggest one is in california just because socal mm-hmm. and um all the, all the california tournament is pretty big mm-hmm. but I, but i'm not sure i haven't been enough tournaments that i could tell but but again i guess michigan um chicago events are pretty big themselves i'm, I'm not sure so you never got to go to adepticon no, no, no. I, I was going to go this year, but um, I think it was sold out. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I didn't know it was going to be sold out that quick. So it, it, was, it was a mistake on my end. <laughs> it's, it's tough to, uh, to find that out in advance without you know, someone on the inside. Do you know yeah. anyone else is going? Um, yeah, I mean, I think all the people I know are going. Like, um, like Joe Creer, he's the one who's been winning. I think he won Adepticon um, last year. I think he did. And um, I think Bill Souza also is going. I think he he won a couple of tournaments as well too. I think a lot, a lot of the top players are always going, and they're, and they're pretty. Um, the guy who beat me from England, I think he's coming as well too. Mm-hmm. I, I think all all the like regulars are always there, like top top fifteen, top twenty people. They they always budget their tournaments yearly. So I would like to go to Warhammer World one day and then and join one of the heat tournament, but it was. Yeah, I, I would so love far. to. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a good trip. A, uh-huh, uh, so. I, yeah, I don't know if I could justify it to my friends and family to say, yeah, I'm going to England and I'm just going just to go to Warhammer World. <laughs> well, I think I think you should do like a weekend, like a whole week trip. And then, then you know, like your, your, your wife could do something else on the weekend. And then you can do the tournament. <laughs> and then you, you spend your whole week with her. So it, it's, <laughs> I think that's the only way to do it. Yeah, that sounds like a fair trade off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that sounds smart too. Doing it first, yeah, and then yeah. relaxing afterwards. Otherwise, you're just gonna be reading your. You you you'll be super tired, and then I don't know. Maybe you're nervous or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I could see if it was at the end of the week, I would just be like going over the battle yeah. tones and not paying I know, attention. I know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how do you? You're getting ready to go to LVO, and you're thinking about the meta. How do you research that? So I I haven't been doing too much homework i haven't had time to do it mm-hmm. the way I, I i used to do it back then it was just how i used just to go to like website like aos shorts and and um i think honest wargamer or something like that that was rob we used to work in warhammer or something like that mm-hmm. and, and i think he gave a really good stats and then like the winning armies but then again like those armies 
are not the same throughout tournaments. So I, I notice, you know, like LVO and Nova all have them have a different meta, and 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 usually the metas are determined by the top players, right? So it it, it doesn't like if it's I guess if you're trying to go for first place, then all all you're trying to predict is the top sixteen players, and 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 the rest in the bottom you can't really predict because it it's if, un, unless you're doing really bad, then then I guess you, you go in the bottom. But then I guess if you want to go number one, you always have to assume that you're going to play that top 16 players. And and hopefully they're all the typical armies, usually like Daughters, Idanet, Nagash, or something like that. So I would, I would try to do as much mirror match as I could, finding how to beat them in different scenarios and like that. Mm-hmm. I, I usually don't prepare much against different armies. I usually just try to do, you know, like what would I deploy if I went first in this scenario or like what spells I should supposed to do or like what... What, what what is this? I guess the one trick pony that I could do to stop one of their movement or something like that. So, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what kind of advice would you give to new people that were preparing for a tournament? So the the one thing that helped me a lot is knowing what your opponent does. Like, um, I, I know I'm crazy. I guess I have a lot of armies, but it actually helped me know the weaknesses of every single army, and and I think. Part of the reason why I guess I, I I've been winning some of the games I played is because I, I know exactly what the armies do when I play them, and by just knowing, aha, you did something wrong with your army during his movement, I guess give me the confidence to actually know what he's going to do next and and basically predict what he's going to do. So I think just by knowing what the war school does and what what are the stuff that are actually going to affect his movement and his whole ability and all that that would tremendously help you in any tournament i would say do you ever read uh sun tzu's art of war no no it, it, is that a podcast or no no it's a famous book um oh, oh, oh ancient... I, I think i think i heard about that yeah yeah ancient uh manual on being a great general but one of the things uh that's said in there i'm not this isn't gonna be a, an exact quote but he says if you, <laughs> if you don't know your own army or your enemy's army um defeat is guaranteed if you know your own army and you don't know your enemy's army then uh victory is undetermined but if you know your enemy's army and your own army victory is assured yep yep and i, I agree I, I think that's that's the best way to explain warhammer <laughs> so study study the other books know what the other yep. armies do yep 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 or, or buy the army and play them <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the easiest way to play them <laughs> well assuming that you you can't you, assuming you don't have the you know the twenty thousand dollars to yeah. throw down <laughs> well well here's what happened I, I was i was really fortunate i guess i i, I do my own business using ebay mm-hmm. so i i guess people would say i have so many armies and i waste a lot i i actually don't i mean i uh i would have so many great deals whenever i bought them and, and so basically, when I bought them, I broke even. So either I, I bought a huge, I sold half of them for like the, the half, the full price, because I've been getting them at like tremendous discount. And and so the thing that I'm spending is basically time. And and, and, and luckily, I paint pretty fast. So I, I can produce an army within a month with, I guess, a little amount of budget. But, but it's just take some time to sell them online, I guess. So I, I've heard that. As well, that if you that that Warhammer models in general will keep their value. So it's not like if you buy something, you decide it's not something you want. You can probably find someone else that will buy it. Is that what um, you're saying? You're doing? You're just turning over what you've already 
played with that you don't uh, want anymore? No. So I would, um, I guess some people buy them when they're cool. So I would, I would actually make my army first, then buy them. And so I would, I would try to find the best deal. Say like back then in Stormcast, I would buy like 15 Battle Force. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and I would buy them in such a great deal with someone else. And so basically when I sold the half portion of it, I basically only spent like $10 or $15 for like the whole Stormcast set or something like that. And and so I basically made, you know, like a 3,000 point that I, I could make with my Stormcast with 100 bucks, something like that. And and of course you have to paint it, but it, it's just small amount of budget. And I did that for my Fire Slayers too. Before, I guess when, when they put out the Battle Force, it used to be like a $1,000 army because, you know, like a, a Berserker cost $60 and I have 120 of them. All right. I mean, I mean, back then it's 60 times 220. That's like 700 plus all the dragon and all that. It's almost a thousand. But when I put the battle force, all I did was just I, I made a deal with the store, <laughs> and then I got it to the price that if I buy a ten of them, and I could sell ten dragons, I'm only spending like 150 or like 120 of the berserkers. And so I guess doing that really helps me getting a lot of armies. <laughs> <laughs> That's really smart. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. You're, you're savvy uh, on and off the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So you're talking about uh, being uh, able to paint an army quickly. I mean, what's your mm-hmm. what's your technique? What's what advice you have there? So I would say um, any army has it has its own colors that's popping out. So if if you know what characteristic you want to have in your army. And, and what colors you want to try to pop out, they'll, they'll help you tremendously and then make it look really good, like on the table. So I use, because then if you want to try to pop something out, all you could do is use airbrush. And and basically, if you want to, I want to make them tabletop, I can paint, you know, like 100 models or something like that within, you know, like a week or two, four colors, something like that. Just, you know, uh, spray paint and then um, airbrush one color, wash and dry brush. And then, and then that's usually pretty quick for me myself mm. did that take you uh, long to get to that level i mean you said you've been painting since third grade yeah i mean I, I i guess i didn't realize this i guess airbrush was always been a thing since third grade so it, it's for me you know like five minutes all it takes to get prepped out to start my airbrush like just spray paint all my models and then that's it i guess i, I didn't realize for some people it took them you know like hours just to prep it out clean it up and all that it I just got super used to it when I did it, and that was just a thing I've been using, like doing all over again. Because when I was doing Gundam, I was doing like painting competition and all that too. So airbrush was like my paintbrush, basically. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean, I, I think if you if you get used to your airbrush skills, it, it'll you'll paint all your models really really fast, and then then they'll look good on table. So when you're airbrushing, do you go into fine detail with the airbrush, or is it just the just to get the the main color out there, and then no, you come so- back with a brush after? Yeah, so so what I usually do is I, I would you I would find the biggest color that's gonna pop out in model. So say like when I was doing my fire slayers, I, I would paint all the skin uh, with the flesh tone with the airbrush mm-hmm. because they're really hard to paint using paint, right? You know, like with with you know like lighter colors, it's really hard to paint them. Yeah. And so I would I would airbrush in every single one of them, and you know that gold is easier to paint with brushes. So I would just, you know, like squeeze some paint all over the flesh bodies when when they're all naked. Yeah. And then and then you know like the helmet, 
um, the clot, which is you know red or blue, those are really easy to paint with brushes. So I would I would just do that first, and then after I did that, I'll, I'll just detail with brush, and then that that saves so much time compared to just doing it one by one. So yeah, and then I would do like white or like brighter color with the airbrush, because because with with the brush you you have to do it layer by layer, and then it, it would give you the same effect. It'd probably be better, but I would say I'm I'm not that great of a painter that I could paint that fast with brush so I, I always depend with my airbrush gotcha i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have an airbrush but i have not used it very much and i think it's just uh getting over the i guess just the that first hurdle of, of just playing around with it until i uh i get good with it oh you should try it i mean i mean i keep telling everyone for like 100 bucks you'll you'll get a good decent you know airbrush set whole with the compression and everything and then you know like if you broke it, I mean, you're just spending another fifty dollars for airbrush and all that, and then eventually you'll get there. You know, you just got to start it. <laughs> with, I mean, uh, with the uh, the brush itself, do you use the siphon fed or the uh, gravity fed? I would use the gravity fed. The, the siphon fed takes um, too much paint, mm-hmm. and then I don't usually use that much paint to begin with. And then if it gets clogged, I would say the gravity is easier to clean. That's yeah. why I always get the gravity. Yeah. I started with a siphon fed, and that was definitely my experience. It was it seemed like I was yeah wasting a lot of paint and I agree. a lot of and cleanup. Yep, it, it's hard. And then um, what is it with with acrylic? It's harder. When I started with Gundam, I would use lacquer, mm-hmm. and 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 lacquer is solvable, right? Acrylic or not, so it, it's another nightmare to thin them down, and it's a more nightmare to clean them down. So that that's also one of the challenging part. Do you use a an airbrush paint, or are you mixing? Uh, your own? No, I'm mixing my own. I found the airbrush paint half. Well, I guess it depends. Um, not saying the GW paint airbrush is pretty bad, but GW airbrush paint is a little bit low in the pigment, so it would actually break apart. So I, if I'm actually using GW paint, I would actually use the regular paint and just thin them down with the airbrush thinner and some water. But um, if you're using like Vallejo airbrush paint, they're they're the best. They're pretty good. Um, I think one of the best paint that I've been using is called um, Scale Color. I think it's what it's called, A3 or something like that. Scale mm-hmm. 75. I think those are the best acrylic airbrush color. They have so many pigments, and um, they they're really flat like color, good looking, like bright. So I love them. All right, cool. I'm gonna look for that and and start yeah, yeah. experimenting. And- yeah, and, and they actually have, like, a paint set. So if you want to do your own gradation or something like that, like skin tone or, like, um, gold all the way to, like, um, bronze color, and then they have the whole paint set. And then they're pretty neat, I think. They're more on the expensive side, but, you know, it, it, it's 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 their, like, 3 to $4 a paint bottle. And it, that, I like it. It's pretty good. Locally, where do you like to go to play games? So it, it's too bad we don't have too many people playing, um, I guess, Warhammer. Um, I know in Jacksonville they would have, you know, like at least 10, 15 people locally every week. Um, and I think in Orlando you sort of have to schedule the game. Yeah. Um, so I've been just moving around. So it's Warhammer Winter Park, um, mini duels, um, campus card games. I think I've been playing a lot in sci-fi and uh, Colosseum of Comics. So okay. it's just everywhere. Every, <laughs> everywhere they have a game. <laughs> <laughs> which um, which Colosseum do you usually go to? So it, it's it's... I like the one in Kissimmee, but it's super far from my house. Yeah. So I used to go to Fashion Square Mall, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think there's any um, group of people actually playing 
Otherwise, if you're if you're scheduling a game, they have a really good active forty k people on Friday. So yeah, anytime I go in there, cause that that Coliseum at Fashion Square is closest for me too. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I hardly see anyone ever playing there. And when I do ask, they say, yeah, there's some forty k games, but that's it. Yeah, Matt Matt Ulmer. Um, I do a lot of painting for him. He does a lot of tournaments on. He's like the Joshua. Um, tournament organizer for uh, Fashion Square more than 40k, okay. and they usually do it every Saturday or every other Saturday. So, but I don't see any Sigmar people. I know mini duels actually have some people playing on Saturday, but I'm not sure. I like mini duels, but I never know when they're open. I've had. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you know what's deep secret? I I, I called Paul and or Peter. If, if they want to be open, so it's like, hey, I'm going to be in a store, and they'll be like, all right, I'll open up the store. <laughs> Nicholas, uh, he said the same thing. You know, that he'll he'll get in touch with them, and they'll be there. But I find, like, the only way I get in touch with them is Twitter, and then, you know, they're, they'll sometimes take a while to respond. Or I'll, I'll pull up in the parking lot, and I'll look at Twitter, and they'll say, oh, yeah, we're closed today. <laughs> oh, you should message them on Facebook. I think they're more active on Facebook. Well, actually gonna, cool. when, I, when I post this, I'm going to tag them. Just to... <laughs> But they're all really nice people. I, oh I man, like they're the best. Fun. They've really, they're the um, best. yeah, they've like they really helped me get into this hobby. You know, yeah, I, yeah. When, that was my main play. When they had that other location before before where they are right now, when they first opened, I was I was there all the time when I was first learning. Oh, edition. awesome! Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, we went a lot of like the big tournaments like together because they would go to LVO and Nova for like um their their vendors. Yeah. So usually. Instead of going alone, um, I have them as a backup. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's they're important. My, yeah, they're my true supporter. <laughs> Where they are now, I feel like they're kind of like a Warhammer speakeasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're awesome. <laughs> I have uh, fun memories with them. It's, it's fun. That's that's great. That's great. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, one, one of the things I really want to – like why I wanted to do this with um, – Nicholas and, and Mark making Orlando happen is trying to build the Orlando, the Central Florida community. Because many time I talk to people, I meet new people playing Age of Sigmar, they don't know where to play, they don't know how to get a hold of people mm-hmm. to play. Pretty much like you're saying, what would you like to see uh, that would that would make that could make the Orlando gaming scene better? Uh that's a great question. <laughs> I wish I wish I knew it myself, <laughs> because um, usually back then we used to have a Thursday group in the Warhammer store, mm-hmm. and um, I think I remember Max is one of the player. I, I, did you met Max? He's from England. I think so. I'm, I'm more of a face guy, but uh, okay, okay. I'm terrible he's, at remembering names. He's a retired veteran, but but yeah. Short story: He would come to um, U.S. in Orlando have half of his house and stay for like you know three or four months and he, he was always there on thursday i guess showing all the people hey this is warhammer and all that and and he sort of built that community and and for a while i mean i would say for a year or two whenever he shows up like you know like during the half of the year he's there there's always like six or eight people playing in the warhammer store every thursday and and then that was uh, good and i guess after he's stop showing we, we don't really have that amount of people again that always comes every thursday and then so it eventually does down sadly <laughs> <laughs> that's too bad he was the anchor yeah i know M- maybe we need to have a an actual player who's always there <laughs> dead to get their time every day and then do that well, well i think that's how it happened in jacksonville um have you ever met emmy 
Have you met Emmy? Yes. He, yeah, I think I actually got to play with him at Crucible. So I think he does that. I mean, the the level of I guess commitment he does to the community. He would you know like sacrifice a Saturday, be there all day. You know, like not even play a game. And then his game was basically to introduce people how to play and all that. And and then that that builds the community. I think I think I think we need that person. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would love to volunteer and be that person, but I, working around yeah. entertainment, like our schedules are constantly in flux. But it would be so great to to have like a night. You know, mm-hmm. this is if I know that. Okay, I have I have you know Wednesday off, and this this is the store on Wednesday. This is the store on Thursday. You know. Yeah. So far, we don't have that. I think that was that was. I know. I know. John is trying to build on Thursday again. So hopefully, hope hope he'll make that. So yeah, yeah. And, and he's the, at the Warhammer, Warhammer Winter Park store. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the uh, other manager. Yeah, I know John. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. But he, you said Thursday. I think he's trying to do back Thursday. He's trying to revive Thursday because because you know like for for a couple of years back then when it started opening, they would actually close at nine because you know. Some of the people would show up at six, and they couldn't finish their game until nine. So, it was a thing back then. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Uh, the old uh, Games Workshop store uh-huh. that was out there in Altamont. Uh, I, I I would get there, and I felt like I was closing the door as soon as I walked in. You know? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because you know, usually I you know, driving all the way out there to Altamont, I would get off work at five, and you know, so like I four traffic, oh. I don't get there until after six. You get set up, you talk to people, you start playing the game, and then next thing you know, he's closing the door at eight. Uh, yeah, that, that's rough. I like uh, CCG too uh, because they stay open so late. Yeah, they actually close midnight. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. And and they are trying really hard to build the community. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dan Dan Henderson, he's, he's he's I think he's one of the coordinator there, and I think they actually have a good a lot of people who's actually playing um locally and um i i know like there's a good six or five people playing but i just don't know where their schedule is but he's trying to be more active and trying to post every i guess event or every games they have so people are more aware of it and so that's nice i mean i, I think we have the people it's just so, so many game store and everyone's segregated as said yeah segregated and spread out yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I, I, hmm? yeah, I love the Coliseum in Kissimmee uh, because they, they, I think, they have some of the best tables I've seen in town. Oh, absolutely, I agree. It, it, it's well maintained. It, it's nice looking, and it's a big place. So, but it's it's pretty far. It's far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good what an hour away from you. I think it's orders from my house. Yeah, I think I, I can do it in about thirty five forty minutes. Um, cause I'm, uh, right at the 408 and I4 and like not, not right there, but not far from there. The yeah. The Conway yeah. area. Uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But, um, I know Nicholas and Mark, they're coming from like the winter park side of town. Yeah. Uh, that's even further. Town. Yeah. It takes yeah, them yeah. like an hour to get there. Yeah. 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 That's the, without traffic. So <laughs> yeah. Without traffic. Um, but still fantastic store. Um, and they've still got that, um, uh, their winter league going on are you going to participate in that no no i'm 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 really busy this this month so i'll I'll be in chicago in two days and then i'll be in ohio the next week then i'll, I'll go to lvo so I'll, I'll probably would miss like almost three of the week so it would, it would 
That's why I didn't participate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yep, yep, yep. You got to pick and choose. But it's it's the last one was pretty fun and definitely um, casual. Do you get into um, the leagues or any of the narrative kind of gaming? No, or are you more focused? no that, that's, I, I think that's the bad part about me. I'm, I only play like competitive hardcore tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do play for fun, but... Playing narrative is, is not really my thing. I, I play Shadespire, though. That, that's one of the better stuff I like to play. So Okay, that's cool. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm hesitant to get into Shadespire because it sounds like all the cards. Oh, I, I love it. I, well, I guess I started with Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic, and then mm-hmm. that's how we do competitive. And then and it, it's not really good because the dice is really, really big in that game. Yeah, but 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 again, like like any other game, if you play it well, then you play it well. If you don't, you don't. But it's 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 again, it's a card game I like, so it, it it's it's a twist for Warhammer, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear really good things. I hear it's fun and it's fast. You can just sit down and play a game. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's fun. I love them. Aesthetically, when you're talking uh-huh. about Warhammer armies, which which is your default? Like, what do you have um, a favorite army just for the look? Yeah, see, people are probably gonna bash me for this. I I don't <laughs> because um I have so many of all the armies, and I, I don't have anyone tell you this, but um I'm, I'm well known for switching armies every time it it became broken. <laughs> <laughs> when it became so I, I, broken, like once it got too powerful. When it become when it become really competitive, then then I'll start to read them, and then when it become oh, think I, I can beat someone with. One turn, if it works pretty well, and then it, then I started painting the armies. <laughs> so I, I I never really buy an army because they look cool. I bought an army because oh, I'm, I can win games with this. <laughs> <laughs> so that that sort of destroys the hobby. But you know, it, it it's I I feel like you can make any army look cool. You know, like if mm-hmm. say like this. I mean, I, I saw someone else doing this. Uh, they would buy the Eidolon model. You know, like from the Eidonet. Yeah, yeah, the uh, big, the big, yeah, huge yeah. And he made it to a vampire lord. I mean, <laughs> talk about conversion, right? It, it, it's it's a hundred forty dollar model for for like a small miniature model that he fit into like a small base. But it, it it's you know if you want to make it cool, you can always buy the model and convert it to something else. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. One of the guys I played at Crucible, he had he was playing an ogre army, but his theme was that the ogres had all been um, transformed to look like elves. So it was really a dark, it's all like dark elf models that had been that, converted to be. I might saw races. that one. Yeah, that's pretty neat. <laughs> well, I mean, I like the concept's fun. And so, yeah, I mm-hmm. totally agree that GW's models, I, I think you can take it and, and make it look cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's the best part of the gaming that I love, I guess. You could. I mean, you can abuse it in a certain ways, but you know, it, it, it's really cool. Like even even one of the guys who won um, a couple of tournaments in England, uh, the the Bjorn guy, mm-hmm. uh, he was I think one of the tournaments he was playing like triple phoenixes or something like that, and you know, like the phoenix molder models are old, so he was actually using the high elf dragon models. He was using the high elf dragon. Um, I think Carmine Dragon, uh, Dark Elf Dragon for the Phoenix, and he just made them look like a Phoenix, and and, and that works That's exactly cool. fine. Yeah, yeah, but it but it looks really cool on the table. So I I love how the all the conversion you can do and all that. And that's what really brings it to life. You know, if, it, if that army looks good, you can really get into the fantasy. I like the fantasy and I like the story uh, aspect of the game. Yeah, um, that's... and still the the competition. 
and the playing mm-hmm. and the winning. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's one thing I'm lacking. <laughs> I do make them look cool, but but it's it's for the sake of winning, I guess. <laughs> I surely shouldn't say this, but <laughs> hey, you know, it's your hobby. This is this is the way you want to play, and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some people like to win. You know, some people like to play it for the tournaments, and you know, like I, I like to paint, but I like to win tournaments too. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, going to LVO, mm-hmm. uh, you're planning to do Nova again. I I don't think I can make it this year because I heard they're sold out as well, oh. which I'm screwed. <laughs> I know it, it's so far away. It's all in October, and then they already sold out. It, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. it's that. It's just that big. Have, I, you, have you been to one no. of these events? They're they're massive. I haven't been. So it, I'm a big fan of uh, Dragon Con, and it's the same weekend. Oh, okay. Is is what what kind of con is it? Is it is it like a? It's a Dragon Con's got a bit of everything. I think they started out way way back as kind of more of like a, a Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing, but that was back in like the eighties. Now it's it's wow. gigantic. Okay. It's it's five or six hotels in downtown Atlanta, and anything oh, you're into, they've got. That's huge. Okay. Yeah, they it's divided up into tracks. Um, so there's gaming tracks, there's cosplay tracks, there's, you know, just the fan tracks. If you want to like just Dr. Who, you can find wow. stuff to do over the four weekends that will occupy your entire day. That's just like Dr. Who related. Dang. Okay. They, that's, yeah. that's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're into like genetics there, you can wow. find like a track that will keep you occupied all weekend. That really? Any okay. kind of fandom. It's, it's there. It's, it's, it's there. Okay. So it, you would say it's like a. Like uh, what is it? I've I've been to the um, San Diego Comic Con. That, that that's mm-hmm. massive. I think I'd say the biggest Comic Con ever. But, I, but uh, yeah. I haven't been, but I feel like this is different. I guess yeah, the, that's true. This is more targeted. I guess San Diego Comic Con is for like, I guess it's more like all all the toys, right? Something like that. Yeah, toys and comics and and movies. Yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's true. It's if you ever get the opportunity to go, I, I highly recommend it. But I haven't been to San Diego, so I really don't know how to compare. Got it, got it, got it. But yeah, uh, no, no, Nova was pretty big, I would say. When I went, uh, I was amazed because they basically ran out the whole hall of the hotel, and and we're talking about like a nine, like ten story hotel, and then then they they took basically all all the events under like all three floors. Basically, in, in the bottom level, for wow. the Warhammer, yeah, just so the Warhammer, yeah. So it's basically one floor for every event. So I think the lowest floor is all for Sigmar and the vendors. I think second floor, which is even bigger, it's for 40k. I think they almost have triple or quadruple the amount of 40k and then Sigmar. And I think that the other level was, or I think War Machine and all the other games combined. It was it was, it was pretty big. So, do you play 40k? Um. I used to, but I'm always the fantasy guy, and I I think I suck at 40k. That's why I don't play them. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't feel like the like the urge to like jump into it to get better? No, just because the moment I started, fantasy's always been a thing. My mm. first army was a high elf, and you know, playing with dragons and and big monsters is always a thing. Yeah, and they don't they don't really have you know like dragons with lances and, and spears and, and 40k they do but it, but it's a different kind of spear and lance so <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really like sigmar yeah I, I i prefer it 
I prefer Sigmar as well. I 40k looks like a lot of fun, but if I have to choose one or the other, yeah, I'm going Sigmar. Sigmar. Plus, I love the Sigmarines better than the uh, Marines itself. <laughs> they're 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 awesome looking. No matter how people talk about them, I I love them. I I think I have almost every model in, in Stormcast because because I love them so much. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, 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 they look really great. I couldn't get into them right away just because I I didn't like the helmet. I didn't like the faceplate. What? I don't know, it's just me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, it reminded me of something that looked kind of Aztec. You know, I I don't know, I just didn't fit like the the medieval fantasy aesthetic that I wanted. Different. It it, it looks a little bit different from any other else, but, you know, I think they needed it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, uh, when the conversion happened from 8th edition to Age of Sigmar, was that, uh, did you immediately get excited about it or was there a transition phase? So, so what's funny about it is, was I actually didn't start playing again until Age of Sigmar just started. So it was, it was actually not even a transition for me because I think when I stopped playing, it was fifth edition. Okay. And so I, I didn't even play again after, you know, like like Age of Sigmar just started, and 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 for me that was okay. So it's just I'm just basically starting over. All right. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't a harsh transition like it was for a lot of people. Yeah. Not at all, because I didn't know anything when when that happened, just because everything was back home. So it was, it was it was actually pretty good for me. <laughs> That's great. You had, you had a, a nice fresh perspective. There was a lot of us. It was kind of a really harsh yeah. transition. There's uh, still some of them. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I know a lot of people that were that Warhammer Fantasy players that had, that switched over to Kings of War uh-huh. because it was so much similar to the other one. But I feel like they're they're really missing out. the The fun place to be is Age of Sigmar. I agree. I agree. I mean, I think they made it in, into such a great game. I mean, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't remember how our fantasy was because, because I mean, you know, I stopped playing in fifth edition, but I don't remember being as super, I guess, balanced out like this as, as now. I mean, if you if no, you look at old tournaments, no. like top ten is almost different. I mean, I guess, like this is the thing. I guess if if, if people were saying, you know, like Nagash or Legions or Daughters of Kingdom been winning. But if you look at the person, it's the same person and again and again sometimes. So it, it's, I, I would say in, in that tournament, I guess, it would, I would say the general it was has been winning it. I mean, so it's whatever army he plays in the last edition, he's winning it too. So, so, so technically, it's just whatever army that guy was playing, right? So yeah. it, 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 like like this guy, I said, like Andrew Stanfield or something like that, right? He, he won with Stormcast back-to-back when, when Stormcast wasn't, the army that has been winning, and he's been winning it on 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 the event where Stormcast was the winning army. So I would I would say it, it it's a lot on the general, and and then they made it really good with the new general's handbook to know you know like to punish, you know like to use armies. I mean even though they're broken, but if you don't play it well, you, you still probably can't win the entire tournament. So yeah, yeah, it can only carry you so far. And I do yeah, completely yeah. agree. I think whatever way you want to play, each army book has the ability to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like if if there's a yeah. certain you want to be an alpha strike, there's probably a way in your battle tome to make something like that happen. Mm-hmm. I you agree. Know? I agree. And then then like like I think like everyone was saying, like even even that guy, the the Bjorn guy who's playing, you know, like the four Phoenix, he, he can win the tournament. Yeah. He just played really well. And then and then you know, no one no one knows he's gonna win and he, he won it twice. So that's that, that's it it's definitely his strategy, right? So it that's for the future of uh-huh. Sigmar, what would you like to see? Are armies, old armies, you'd like to see get 
get new stuff or is there anything new that you'd like to see? So I, I think, I think, well, I mean, I don't know. Saying from like a competitive perspective, I guess I, I wish they didn't um, do too much of a harsh correction, I guess, mm. with the broken army. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess a lot of the armies I own went from like the best armies in the game, you know, like when you're winning with it, to almost unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I I guess I'm I'm hoping when when they correct it, I guess make them just playable, not you know like unplayable. Because <laughs> it's you know it, it's pretty sad when 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 you buy them, paying them with your time, and and the next thing you know it's like oh no they're gone, yeah, <laughs> completely gone. So it, it, it was <laughs> it's pretty sad. So. It is. I, you know, I play Daughters of Cain, and I'm really nervous about oh, Jonas no, Handbook 2019. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's coming. So yeah, it, it, that's what everybody says. Yeah, I, I, I would rather see, you know, if if it's that unbalanced, maybe you know, make some things cheaper because it sounds like they're just going to tweak points and maybe the occasional FAQ to kind of balance that's what things I, out. Yeah, that's what I hope, but. A lot of time, it it never happened that way. It it, it went like, poop. <laughs> <laughs> like like say say like change was take a chance, right? I mean like, I think the whole army. I don't know if you played them before, but mm-hmm. it was probably one of the most single handedly most broken army in the game, and it was continuously winning for the whole year basically. And we're talking yeah. Zinch, right? That's change host and the yeah change host, the one you can swap units and then you can you can basically fill the entire board with it and then you can do like tremendous amount of magic like not unbounded you know because because back then magic was such a low range to unbound yeah so you you can do a lot of stuff with it and now i I think after the point cost i think it's actually like a 600 or 700 point addition to play the same army so it's (laughs) (laughs) that's impossible to play and and let alone they nerf a lot of the stuff they have on, on 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 the war scroll so it, it, it's it's <laughs> it's such a shame. I can't imagine having, yeah, yeah, invested so much into an army, the time, the energy, just to have it just shut down to the point where I wouldn't want to play it. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I I like the changes they did to Stormcast. Like a lot of times, you know, like they 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 did try to make it balanced, but not unplayable. Mm-hmm. And and then I I think I I'm always hoping they did that to all the armies. You know, like, like even then, uh, you know, Conan Rook, like the, uh, that, that whole orc with like 500 arrows, you know, like they went yeah. super broken to sort of, I wouldn't say unplayable, but it, but it's really hard to play them now just because of that. So what did they change? Um, I think they bump up the battalion to like double its price. Mm-hmm. They, they added, I mean, I think my, I used to be able to feel, you know, like, Nine, nine, 90 savage orcs and then you know like a couple thorn horns now i could barely fit 90 savage orc in my army <laughs> it was it was it was a great 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 point change i would say like yeah. a 500 600 difference same same thing they did on fire slayers that they, they took out a lot of the stuff they almost doubled all the hero prices and then then, then yeah it, it's it become almost 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 unplayable i'd say man that's a shame so you don't think you'll be picking your fire slayers up again no they've been in a box Ever since the LVO, so <laughs> man, sadly, sadly, I know. I invested so much time on it, and then it, it's there in the box. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's such a shame. I know, and, I and particularly know. now when we're just talking about how everything finally seems like they are doing better and balancing things out. They do, they do. It's just you know, 
when 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 you know like when they're trying to win tournaments, like every single edge would matter, you know. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like having nine spells versus no spells. You know that that's that's a bit of a kicker for me. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly so. now, I I love how magic has become so vital in second yeah. edition. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, it it's a big thing. Yeah, that's it's a, like an entire phase of the game now. Hero phase is become so much more powerful than it used to be mm-hmm. i agree that realm spells is so powerful yeah huh? and the one thing i i missed talking about eighth edition was the ability to really customize your characters and at this second edition now i feel like you really you really can customize your characters with the different you have your battle tome artifacts then your uh, realm artifacts mm-hmm. and then the battle tome spells realm spells so many options uh, I, I really think it's great that's one of my favorite parts yeah um i i love it, it it's just sadly you know like nagash abuses that spell but i think uh, other than nagash any army has actually been balanced out just with the addition of all those items and artifacts you know extra command abilities and all that and and i love it it, it adds, you know, depth to the game, and then it, it makes the game really more competitive. And I think that's the reason why the game is really balanced now, because all of that, you know. So it, it, it's, yeah, I, I think it's a good change. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I'm more excited now about this game than at any point I've played it at any time in the past. Yeah, and and I think one of the things they did really great is um, the fact that the FAQ comes really fast. I I, I don't know if if, if you um, if anyone told you about my list before. When I was doing my ATC, <laughs> that was <laughs> that was that was not a fun army, I guess, to play against. You know, it, it, it's uh, I don't know if you noticed uh, when when the realm spells first came in, um, Umbral Spell Portal, you used to be able to use it as many times as you want. So yeah, you, used, and you could you could put yeah you you can put them you can put all your caster behind. And and basically have a thirty six inch range to your spell, and you know how Zinch have you know ten different mortal wound spell that could do almost. I basically I was doing forty <laughs> mortal wounds a turn, and oh. <laughs> and, 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 oh, and that man. was unbindable because you know how um, yeah back in you the, know yeah because because Lord of Change and Kairos always rolls to the highest number right so if you roll a two and a five that's a ten, and then you know like it, it's almost impossible to fail. And when you do fail, you have the other guy who rerolls failed casting roll. So that's <laughs> it, it's a good thirty, forty more wounds a turn, and then it was turn. yeah. So it was it was not really balanced when when they did that, and then they they did change it within like a month or two. Mm-hmm. So it was it was I, I like the fact that they're pretty, you know, quick and responding to the community. Yeah, I they don't want a broken game, and they don't want people to rage quit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And one end is pretty good, but I guess in the other end, it, it's pretty sad <laughs> for me because <laughs> I, I jumped to things pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Were you? Uh, did you get a Carriage and Overlords army when that came out? Oh, tell me about it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I bought thirty. Um, what is it? Sky Wardens. I bought the boat, and um, I I I knew something's happening. So I I bought the other version, which is the um, you know, like the the dude on on the the, the battle line dude. Yeah. Um, and and then and then I would bought the other. I forgot which one was it. That the one that was, 
Um, you can do minus two rent or something like that. But then, I think just within a month or two, they they changed the whole profile, and then that went away. And that was pretty sad because I was here. I am trying to convert all the weapons to make it look like you were one of them. I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then, and I finally made it. I, I finally cast like all thirty of them, just to find out that they changed the war scrolls. I was so mad. <laughs> that was that was that was something they should have caught beforehand. That they should have seen that coming. That the way the war scroll was written, everybody was going to try and put that one gun. On five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I did medic. I made thirty copies of that gun. <laughs> and it, <laughs> you cast it, it yourself. Yeah, it wasn't easy. <laughs> I'm <gonna laughs> well, tell you that. I thought you were gonna say you were one of the people that bought. Like, yeah, I bought thirty boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. I remember, I gotta be economic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah Nicholas was... was in the same boat. Um, he was oh, also. Okay. He was. He bought. Courage and Overlords right when he came out and he was he was working on making the conversions too to make that happen. To what I, I keep forgetting what gun that was, but yeah, he was doing the yeah. same thing. And there were so many people that were caught out. I yeah, I, yeah, I mean it, it it it's it's a good one trick pony army. You you basically kill almost anything that you'll find because I don't think there's any stopping you from shooting that that range. And and, <laughs> and and so it was you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm pretty surprised. They don't usually, I guess back then they don't make changes within a couple months like that. So it, it caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was right before uh, GHB 18, right? Or no, 17. That's true. That's true. And then they actually released the War School on the book. Yeah. I, I, I feel like they should have done it better before releasing it because, you know, like, you, know, you got to take into consideration the people who actually bought it. Yeah. I and, think they should have, like, <laughs> For the people that did buy thirty of them, they should have been like a, a buyback option. Yeah. <laughs> I know, trade them in and then and, and give something else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was that was a horrible nightmare for me. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen a lot of companies in the past that have made those kind of mistakes. Um, and you said you you don't play Dungeons and Dragons. You've never played. No, no. Does it happen there too? Well, they had they they had. Uh, a third edition player's handbook come out and it was very short. They went like, you know, a decade before the third edition came out. And then like a year and a half later, a year later, they came out with a 3.5, which for Dungeons and Dragons, that was a really short turnover. So I know they got some flack for that. And I think uh, they were like okay. PDF versions of the 3.5 uh -huh. book that were given away because of the, the complaints. And yeah, these, yeah. these mistakes I, happen by these big companies. I'm surprised that, that this particular one happened with the Caradron Overlords. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it's. I think it's one of the first army that was like fresh, fresh new. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're excited to release it. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited about. It. I mean, I, I, I think literally, I think that's the only like just out of the book, just fresh. You, you never see it coming out. And, and and they just randomly pop out. So I was really excited. I, I, I bought them like right away. Like with the boat. Well, I bought all the boats. I bought all the characters and all that. And then again, you know, like I was saying, oh, this army could be really powerful in tournaments. That's when I start buying all, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you still have it? Do you still have them all or do you sell some of them? Uh, I actually have them all because I don't think they're actually sellable anymore because, you know, the hands are casted. 
and and you can't even use the gun anymore. Like that yeah. that gun is actually pretty worthless. You can't even. I don't yeah, think. Didn't can, they shorten the range? Is it like eighteen inches now or something? It was something stupid. It, you can't even play them. And then I, I don't think you can even bring like all five of them. You can only bring one of them or something like that. It was. It yeah, was, that's that's what, that's the thing they did. Yeah, you can't do all five. It's got to be one of each yeah, gun. Yeah. Yeah, which, which sucks because then you know, like, in order for that to work, chemist only buffs one of the gun, and and <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work at all anymore. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't happen for any other of my army, but but this one actually took a big, took a big hit because I haven't even painted them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just, just finished, you know, like converting all of them. I was so happy I could finally paint them because they actually take so long to to actually put them one by one and cast it and all that <laughs> and uh. next you know bam <laughs> <laughs> oh man that is too bad yeah 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 yeah. so but oh well it is what it is i have the models <laughs> yeah <laughs> well so i mean i i collect for the heck of it i if i didn't stop myself i would buy every model that came out because i just love them i know i know but i'm at the point that i i don't even have a place to put them on display so it's in the box (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's the other part that's like honestly it's in the box it's i guess you're never gonna see them again (laughs) oh man that's too bad yeah yeah are you excited about the gloom spike gits yeah yeah i am um you know like it's always another broken army i can always get to grind to get (laughs) are they uh, is the battle tome out yet have you been able to look at it oh there, there's some leaks, but uh, but I haven't seen any of them yet. I'm I'm excited for the uh, flesh eater quartz. I'm I'm hoping they're they're having new battle tomes soon with with the new releases. But yeah, I saw you know. there were some new models previewed. Yeah, only only the the new gold king though. I don't I don't see any new like characters or something like that. It's just a new battle force, something like that they put out. Okay, but you, you think they're getting a new battle tome? I hope so. <laughs> you know, it's an army. I always have it. That that that's usually the army I would teach someone to play with against. <laughs> not saying they're not broken as well, but it, it it's one of the balanced army I have. <laughs> it, it it only punch and you know it, it, it's kind of fun to you know like to show people how to learn because it doesn't really do anything besides punching people, and usually that's the easiest way to teach Warhammer to oh, other yeah. people. <laughs> no, no, nothing complicated, no big combos. Nothing complicated, just punches with you know like undead bodies and warriors and all that. And and they're always really fun to show around because you know like you know the fact with the lore they're all knights and all that. And I always make fun of them and all that. They're, and then they're really cool models too. Yeah. So so I hope they have new books. So I hope so. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm an elf fan. I was just talking to Joshua about this last week, but yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing high elves and dark elves of similar to the old school brought back into get some new models for those uh, in Age of Sigmar. Do you think it'll happen though? Well, I think there's in the books, there's talk about Tyrion and Teclas and um, Malyrian. So true. It's, it's oh, all out there true. in the lore. Uh, and I thought that they're tied to Slanesh because Slanesh consumed all these elf souls and that oh, so in the lore right. that, yeah they right. captured Slanesh and that's the daughters that came were released and the Ignith Deepkin were was produced from, from Teclis, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah the Tyrion and Malyrian those there will be factions and hopefully it'll be like a box set kind of like they're doing with that uh, 
the demons box, Wrath and Rapture. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My fantasy is that they'll do something like that, all the elves in one box, because uh, I would definitely buy, you know, three of those. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't wait for that, because High Elf is, is one of my you know, first army I started. So hopefully they didn't really break it down as as specific as they've been doing. I, I'm I'm hoping for like a really more, you know, army with more general varieties on it. Yeah, I I have uh, a lot of the executioners, the dark elf executioners. Yeah, the, the Harganeth yeah. executioners, and I, I would love uh-huh. to see a darkling coven's uh, and army, the, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it combine bring back some of the stuff that were mm. that, that I, still I think... good models. I agree. I agree. They're getting away with that, aren't they? Like they, they seem to be more, like specific faction focus kind of thing, and then yeah. sort of yeah. Because yeah. I miss them too, like the black cards, like the um, executioners, and you know, yeah, even the high elves, like like separate too, right? The um, the lion sword masters and all that. They're not the same group anymore. Right. There was the order draconis and the, I don't remember. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll like, in post I'll like dub it in like i'll re-record this afterwards to make it sound like i'm super smart i know i know they're pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) send them back yeah i yeah we i you know what either way i'm excited like what they're doing with the goblins right now yeah yeah it's really cool and the trolls Mm -hmm. they need them it's 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 been a long years without a book for them so it's yeah, yeah, it's it's due. Yeah, I think the only time I saw them winning was two years ago. Have, have, have you seen that list? Uh, no, I don't <laughs> think I did. So it, it's the only time that I was actually even close to winning. Who actually went first place? It was a guy who's playing with I think fifty squakers or something like that. It was it was, it was an <laughs> army that no one expected at all. And I think he played really well. <laughs> and I was I was pretty shocked. And I wasn't I wasn't expecting that army to win and then he won first place and then I think he totally deserved it. <laughs> and ever since I don't I don't think I don't even ever see Moon Clans anymore in any tournament. So it, it's it's good to have a new battle tome. I, I would love to see them more. Yeah and it's uh it was really popular in the past. I know lots of people, like you're saying, like having just boxes of miniatures in their closet that just haven't seen the light of day. I think this is going to bring out a lot of models that that still match the aesthetic that people yeah. are going to be playable. It's going to make a lot of people happy. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think they put too much of the new models. And then usually you could play the older models, maybe different weapons or something like that. But you'll you'll see some people... Bring out all their moon clans. <laughs> I have them too. I'm, I have like 250 moon clans in my box. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to dig them out? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually already repaced them. And you know, what, what's funny about it is was I I was actually playing them before because, you know, at one point they're pretty broken too with, with the stone horns and all that. That's the reason why I bought a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, at, you know at, at one point they, they become unplayable because I, I think they were too cheap in points. So you know they they got shelf. So now it's 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 a good time to bring them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great time. Yep, yep. This has been great talking to you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I enjoyed too. Is Thanks. there uh, anything you want to say to your adoring public out there? Well, um, just just keep keep playing what you like. I guess despite what I'm doing, I guess buying competitive army. But I, I would say it, it's always 
pick an army that you really like that was cool looking or whatever because in the end if you lose the game then you're still enjoying the game because you're it's, it's it's the hobby that's most important you know it's, it's as much of a competitive player i am I, I i try to make the game super fun i hope i hope i've never been a jerk to anyone else so not not to me <laughs> both the times yeah. that you just rolled over me you were never a jerk you were always fun to play with <laughs> so I, I think that's what i would say with everyone as much as competitive you are just have fun with the game it was it was, it was always that's the best part of the game i would say that's great that's super good advice something i like to do uh when we're ending the show that i'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start making sure everybody does is that uh, uh we're gonna say we're gonna yell what uh what the orcs say when they're going to war you know what they yell when they go to war Wah. yeah exactly so on three we're gonna yell uh-huh. you ready all right yep one two three Wah! <laughs> did i start laughing <laughs> this has been an episode of warlando I am Adam. You can reach me as Warlando77 on Twitter or just Warlando on Instagram. You can reach Mark on Twitter and Instagram with the handle of Warlando Mark. You can reach Nicholas on Twitter and Instagram with the handle of Warlando Nick. Please leave comments. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And thank you very much for listening.